Nationals number one prospect James Wood made his spring training debut yesterday and now we have a taste of what the future could look like with our number one prospect James Wood but now how good can James Wood really be we're going to get to that right after this you are locked on Nationals your daily Washington Nationals podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day And thank you for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Ryan Clary, and I have taken my passion for Nationals baseball into podcast form here with the Locked On Podcast Network, where you get your team every single day for any sport that you would like to talk about. But today, we're talking about number one prospect, For the Washington Nationals, a top 20 prospect across the board, a future top 10 prospect with James Wood making his spring training debut yesterday for the Washington Nationals. And how nice was it to actually get a taste of the kid? Here's what we're thinking here. James Wood, if you look at all the different prospect statuses, Baseball America, MLB Pipeline, Fan graphs, they all are super high on James Wood. Like Friendly Pipeline, they have him as the number 17 prospect. Looking at Baseball America, they have him at the number 11 prospect. And this is not going to be someone that you will see in 2023. But in 2024, absolutely, you're going to see him at some points. And that is close. But now we got to talk about how good can James Wood really be? Because a lot of people are skeptical if this is just someone taking advantage of talent that's just not as caught up to speed like the way that James Wood has been. And I'm here to tell you absolutely not. This guy is legit. And we don't really we didn't really talk enough about him this offseason because it's still young in his career and we're still a far ways away from him making an impact in the major leagues. But I'm here to tell you, this is an impact player. And in fact, this is a five-tool player. This was not going to be someone coming out of the draft. He was a second-round pick back in 2020. Or back in 2021, I mean. James Wood was someone who was not considered a five-tool talent out of the draft. He could be. But at that point, people believed that his development just wasn't there. Well, as soon as he got into the minor leagues, all this kid has done is hit. And not only as he hit, which was the surprising part of it, he wasn't really considered an average hitter. Not meaning average like an average hitter, but he wasn't really a batting average hitter, if you know what I'm saying. What he was known for was his above, well above average power. An elite power tool, in fact. But now, looking at it, he's also got an elite hit tool. Something that we have noticed over the years as his development has kept on showing and growing. Like with the San Diego Padres, we talk about analytics and what they can do for developing prospects into what they can be and untapping talents that maybe you thought weren't there. Well, James Wood is case number one with that. If you look back at his time with IMG Academy, people were really 
speculative of what he could be. What is this guy? Because we see the height. You see the physical talent that he has. He has the speed. He plays in above average outfield and center field in particular. And then at the plate, he hits 500 foot home runs. Well, can he hit? Can he hit for average? Can he have some better plate discipline? Well, yes. And not only with that, I look at this and what Davey Martinez said about him on yesterday's broadcast, or rather what was said that Davey Martinez said about James Wood, is that he has the best plate discipline up there that he has ever seen from a young prospect besides Juan Soto. And Davey Martinez, in this system, he has seen a lot of prospects, and in particular Mike Rizzo. So to hear that news... That just kind of got me giddy of what James Wood could be. And I'm going to tell you what he could be. And this is what he is. This is going to be a guy who is a five-tool talent. I'm not telling you that this is what the scouts are saying. I'm telling you that I believe James Wood will be a five-tool talent. I think he's going to be an above outfielder. I think he's going to be a hit-for-average kind of guy as well. But I also think is where he will thrive is in power situations when you need a home run the most James Wood is going to deliver that and something that I like about him is someone who grew up with a father who played professional basketball overseas this is someone who comes from an athletic family and what I like about this the most is you know how to perform under pressure it's kind of you know it's cliche to say it's in his blood but doesn't it kind of feel that way once we watch him play and you know The scary thing about it, this kid's still only 20 years old. And he's just about that halfway mark right now to where he's going to be 22 in about six months. So he is still, or 21 rather. This kid is still a kid. He can't even go to a bar and have a drink yet. That's still how young he is. And he is already further developed than what anybody thought he could be by this point. So where is the next talent to untap with James Wood? Where does he take that next step? Well, I don't think there is a next step to where he could really take. Maybe if we talk about it, you could say maybe looking at some more pitches, taking some more walks, cutting down on the strikeouts a little bit. But then again, those were knocks on him coming into the minor league system, and he has earned every right to knock that down. So what is the next step for James Wood? What can he be? Well, dare I say, James Wood could be one of the better prospects in all of baseball. And I throw this around a lot with two particular prospects in the national system. I talk about ceilings. And Elijah Green and James Wood have some of the higher ceilings in Major League Baseball amongst prospects. And I mean that not homerish at all. These two guys have the talent together to actually make an impact in this organization. To see next year if James Wood is what we think he could be, this whole rebuild could be completely different. Especially if he hits the the ground running the way that Bryce Harper did back in 2012 way that Ronald Acuna has back in 2018. These guys are impactful players. And James Wood is amongst that crowd already. He is already a noted prospect amongst all 30 MLB teams. They know James Wood. National media, 
you know James Wood. You know what this guy can be. And that is the exciting part of it. And just the fact that we got a little taste of it yesterday. And yes, it wasn't the best. It was an 0 for 2 performance with the double play. But then again, this is the exciting part of spring training. Because let's be honest, we're not we're not going to be watching Wilmington games this year when he's down there. We're not going to watch Harrisburg that much when he's down there. These are the times that we're actually going to see James Wood on the same field as C.J. Abrams. Times that we won't see until they're both in the major leagues joining C.J. Abrams. So these are the times that I will not take advantage of, especially when you're on ESPN, especially when you're on a national stage the way that the Nationals were just yesterday, playing against the New York Yankees. You get walked off, whatever. I got to saw J- I got to see James Wood play. And that is the exciting part of it. Because when you just look at his frame and what this guy has and what he could grow on moving forward, I see a kid who still has a lot of weight to put on. And that's not his fault. He's 20 years old. He's maturing. He's going to figure out what to do in the weight room, what to eat. And plus, as he continues to get this notoriety across the organization, and not even the organization, across Major League Baseball, it's going to come. And when it comes, it's going to hit. Because that's what James Wood is. That's what the prospect is. So when I look at him, I don't just see a five-tool player. I look at someone who's going to be a huge impact player. Obviously, with the five tools, he's going to be an impactful player. But I think nowadays people throw around the five-tool player a little too much. But I think James Wood, even coming out of the draft, people knew the impact that he could have. It's not just what he has done or what he struggled with. If you were to fix some holes in his swing, which the Padres certainly did, just take a look at what he's done. This guy is productive throughout his entire two-season stretch with the Padres and the Nationals. So now to see him in spring training, down in West Palm Beach, and to actually see him with major leaguers who will be on the roster this year, and some will be starting this year, absolutely, that just gets me a little fired up, and that's why I had to talk about James Wood and why he will be a five-tool player, and I can't wait for that day to come. I just simply can't. But now... We got to talk about, because you know, we talk a lot about prospects on the show for the Nationals. That's what's exciting. But this guy's not a prospect anymore, but he once was a top 10 prospect in all of baseball. And this guy, this guy, C.J. Abrams, is showing out down in spring training right now. And we got to talk about what his ceiling is and what this hot start down in Florida means for the regular season. But before we do that, The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is a perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to to use. And guess what? Once you do that, you can make same-game parlays. You can do money line bets. It doesn't matter. It's not limited because it's FanDuel NBA. It's that easy to use. Guess what? The Warriors play tonight. I'm taking the Warriors plus two and a half. They're underdogs. That's free money in my mind, but that's just me. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your 
bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same game parlay. So don't miss a chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook betting partner of the NBA. Now we get back into discussing this spring training as, as I was alluding to, C.J. Abrams is off to a hot start as we speak here because this is what we need from someone who is a young, up-and-coming player. Yes, he's only 21 years old. Yes, he's got a lot of talent. But last year wasn't the best of times with him, but then again, there were moments where you see the brilliance with C.J. Abrams. You see the aha, I get why this guy was a former top prospect. I understand why he was a top 10 pick. This all makes sense. Not only does he have the speed, he's got the confidence, and that's an important factor when it comes to C.J. Abrams, but it's not even just the confidence. It's the fact that he's producing now. At the plate, we know what he can do defensively. We understand it. But then again, you see the improvements that he's made from this offseason. He's gained weight. It's good weight. It's not like he's like myself going to a buffet and gaining weight. He's going to the weight room, eating good. You can see that he's big. He's gotten a little bigger this offseason, and that is an important factor when it came to C.J. Abrams because we know he wasn't promised to be this big power hitter. That's not his game. That's not what he is. But if he were to just add a little weight on there, you never really know. And if you were to switch up his launch angle a little bit, because last year, Davey Martinez infamously said that it's good to see C.J. Abrams hitting hard ground balls. I don't know where he got that from. That is not good. We want to see the ball in the air. We want to see line drives. That's what we all want to see. Hard ground balls are cool. But what is that really going to do for you? But then again, it's beyond that point. You're starting to see a lot of hard contact from him this spring training. Is it just because it's down in Florida, pitching is lagging a little bit? Maybe. But then again, people also just want to ignore what C.J. Abrams was thought to be coming up to the major leagues last year. We talked about this a lot. Fernando Tatis. He was hurt for the San Diego Padres before opening day. Had surgery. Guess what? C.J. Abrams. You're the starting shortstop for the San Diego Padres, a team that needs to win the World Series each and every year because that's what they're destined to do. Sir, 20-year-old, former top 10 pick, only played in about 80 games down in the minor leagues. You're up, man. That's not easy. I don't care what anyone says. That is a factor in his development. Was he really ready to join the, the Padres last year to be a starting shortstop for a team that needs to win this second? No, it was a little premature. It doesn't work out like it does for Juan Soto, you know? So looking at C.J. Abrams and what this guy can be, you're starting to see the glimpses of what the potential of what C.J. Abrams can be down the road. Because looking at C.J., I see a plus defender. I see someone who can steal 40 bags a year. I see someone who can hit for average. But the real question for me is, is can he start 
to hit for a little more power. And I'm not talking about 25 home runs a year. That'd be nice. But that's not the expectations for him. That's not what he was thought to be coming out of high school. What he was thought to be was a plus defender, an above average hitter who's going to get on base and make some noise on the base path. And he's done all three of those, but I need to see a little bit more power from him. And to see him start to hit these hard hit balls during down in spring training, it is encouraging to say the least. Because this is, again, someone that we talked about. I've been talking about how I want to see C.J. Abrams get an extension from the Nationals. Well, is that going to happen? Probably not. But then again, I look at the improvements of what C.J. has already gathered through his limited time with the Nationals, and he has actually improved tremendously. We had Andrew Golden on back in October, and he he talked a lot with C.J. Abrams during that season, and he discussed about how he is tight with Darnell Coles, the hitting coach, and spent some time with him in the offseason, got some little hitting adjustments in there, made a few tweaks to his swing, and you're starting to see the improvement already of what he can be. It's not about just what he is this second. It doesn't really matter what C.J. Abrams is this second. In fact, it doesn't. It's just a matter of fact, can C.J. Abrams add a tick more power to him? Where you're seeing extra base hits. You're seeing him get on base. And when he gets on base, that is where you'll see the most value when it comes to C.J. Abrams. We've seen it already this year. Stolen base. He's a menace on the base path, and especially in today's rules with the rule changes. You can't be thrown over every pitch. You can't. It's tough to hold runners on nowadays. So that even adds more value to stolen bases. When you can get them, you better take them. And that's what CJ does. And back to the confidence part of this, as I mentioned earlier, this is where it's a factor in stolen bases. I love the fact that on the ESPN broadcast yesterday, they brought up about what's your re- what's your goal for st- stolen bases this year, and he goes, not a hundred or something crazy like that, and everyone's like, oh, he's confident, confident, ha ha ha. I love that. I love it from this twenty-two year old. This is the time to be confident. This is the time to kind of feel yourself out a little bit, you know. We got we don't have to win this year. But you know what can help us to win? C.J. Abrams having a good season. And that's what we need to continue to root for. Because last year, I talked about his stretch from September all the way through October and what he did to really improve himself at the plate in my mind. But then again, not everyone sees it that way. And I understand that. But then again, if the Nationals are going to have any sort of success this year, it's going to be on the back of C.J. Abrams and a couple other young pieces like the pitching staff. But when you look at C.J. and just what this kid can do and what he has grown to be even in just a limited amount of time, that is an encouraging sight to see. Because you can also see that he's a little more loose. He's having fun again. And let's be honest, he probably knows this team is not going to be the best. He understands that. He's not an idiot. But then again, he understands his value to this team. He's going to take a leadership role at some point if everything pans out the way that it should be. And that's what his goal should be. 
He should reach for the stars every single time, every night, any time of the day. And I know a lot of people were talking about how Davey Martinez said that he should be batting in the back half of the order. Well, necessarily, do I really disagree with that? Not too much. Because last year, his best batting position was him batting eighth. And his numbers weren't amazing there. But still, the numbers dictate that he had his best season batting eighth last year. So, you got to get the kid where he's comfortable, man. You got to have the kid be comfortable. And that is an underlying thought to where we don't really think about that. But then again, if Davey and CJ feels that he should be batting in that back half of the order, then let's do it. Because the numbers do dictate that he has been better in the back half. And if that's what it takes to develop this kid fully and get his confidence up even more, then that's what it takes. That's the cost of winning. It's situational baseball. It's what you got to do. So thank you for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every day. But next... I got to talk about a little gripe that I have with Nationals fans that could rub people the wrong way. It could, but you'll just hear me out right after this. And so I kind of plugged that. And this is a little tongue-in-cheek, so don't take me too serious, Nationals fans. But do you know And I know you know this. And this is going to be an old man take. I am preparing myself to get grilled on whatever social media platform after this. But again, this is just me. This is just how I feel. I'm boring. I'll be honest. I'm really boring. I'm super boring. You guys know after the national score run, how people in the stadium chant N-A-T-S, Nats, Nats, Nats. You know that chant. Let's be honest, guys. Isn't it a little cliche? Mm. It's a little cliche. Let's just rip the Band-Aid off. It's not normal. Actually, no. It not being normal is not what I meant to say. It's too normal. It's too basic. And this is something that we have just done over the last few years, and it's cool. I don't have a problem with it, but I'm just, can't we just come up with something better after we score a few runs? Because there's a lot of teams with four letters that do the same thing. The Jets, the Mets, the Caps, every team that goes by four letters, that's only one syllable, Nats, Caps, Jets, M-E-T-S, Mets, 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 C-A-P-S, Caps, 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 J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. It's basic. I'm sorry. It's just basic. I'm tired of the N-A-T-S, Nats, Nats, Nats. And I heard that today during the broadcast. I heard a few Nats fans in the back being N-A-T-S, Nats, Nats, Nats. That's awesome. I will never complain about that. I am no fun Clary. Roast me if you want. Come at me if you want. I understand it. It is just my personal gripe that I don't like seeing our teams kind of being the follower of the N-A-T-S, Nats, Nats, Nats. Woo! I'm all for a celebration. 
And I'm all for fan experience. I want you guys to have fun. I want myself to have fun. I sit in the stands just like everyone else. And I have fun. And when they cheer the NATS, that's, 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 guess what? I do it because I'm peer pressured. But then again, can someone who is more creative than myself come up with something a little different? Just a little. Maybe it's just me. If not, let me know. Tweet at me at RyanClary11, or you can tweet at LO underscore nationals. Let me know. If you want to call me a moron or an idiot or a jerk, sure, go for it. I get it. I'm a loser. And I hope you guys are just figuring that out because it's been a couple months now. So, again, thank you guys for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every day. Now check out Locked On Fantasy Baseball. Win your league by listening to Matt and Dom every day as they bring you the best fantasy strategies you can find at Locked On Fantasy Baseball. And this podcast is free and available wherever you get your pods and as well as over on YouTube. It's part of the Locked On Podcast Network where you get your team every day. Now, hey, go Nationals. We saw James Wood yesterday. We saw a glimpse of C.J. Abrams and what he could be. It's a good time to be a Nats fan right now. So tomorrow, we're going to rejoice some more. Go Nats.